Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm -mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Really good, potsters. Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky, Veto, and sadly not Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender. Bananas is currently in the hospital getting treated for. <laughs> Way to blare his business. So rude. <laughs> Yes, yes, his uh, his is flaring up today, so we gave him the day off. <laughs> I, I didn't think, I thought it was just That's what did he have From jump, he was it born happens. with it. Uh, how was your guys' week? Anything eventful? Nope. Well, <laughs> should we ask you? Who, me? Yes. Nah, nah, nothing crazy. I mean, you know, I had to handle some light work, but that's about it. <laughs> Some light work, you say? Some easy meat? Nothing too crazy, not too crazy. Uh, You know, here at Love War Challenges, you know, unfortunately, we don't get along with everybody. Uh, We do try to keep an open line of communication. Sometimes friction builds up. You know, everything that went down this week is not really the way that I wanted things to go. But um, I felt like somebody took a swing at us. Felt like we had to swing back. You know, what happened, happened. Uh, hopefully, you know, we just put it behind us and we continue to do what, what we do best, you know, just get back to, um, everybody, you know, building the brand of the challenge and, uh, building the profile of the challenge. You know, we're all passionate about the challenge, you know, let's just get back to doing that. And hopefully, holy shit, the Cardinals took Kyler Murray. Fuck. And we're supposed to care why? Yeah. I got to turn my notifications off. This is wild. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. shit is behind us. We're just going to keep it pushing. I believe I left a clear set of instructions. Pretty much don't start none, won't be none. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into the show. We don't have uh, bananas with us today, so it's just me and the ladies. And there's no time for... Oh, that's terrible. I'm going to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So today's episode kicks off on the killing floor. Georgia says Cara and Day is off the table... So it's going to be between Nani and Ninja. Easy pick for Georgia. She's going to go with Nani on the account of a long layoff from the challenge and her lack of exercise since she's been there. Nani is called out. And one thing I loved is that she handled it like a champ. She handled it with class and she handled it with grace. Big ups to Nani for that. It looks like the accusations of her being entitled might have been a bit inaccurate. Oh, my God. Today's elimination is called Chaired Remains. Very. Very fucking clever, guys. The challengers are placed in a chair, and the opposing challenger's self-picked partner from the peanut gallery duct tapes them to a chair, and they must escape. Georgia picks Turbo. Nani picks Wes. And Georgia has some inside information on Turbo restraining a drugged-out passenger on the plane. 
So let me ask you guys, did any of you guys notice before the episode aired about Turbo restraining a passenger on the plane? No, I had no idea whatsoever. No fucking idea. Complete news to me. Turbo's a hero. Like, if this guy couldn't get any more fucking awesome, like... (laughs) (laughs) like, And I thought he was joking. Right? I thought he was joking until they showed, you know, the little picture of the article and him. I was like, holy shit, like, that's actually real. (laughs) Turbo doesn't lie. No, he doesn't, but but it's just like, God, like, how awesome, like, really, he he is a challenge version of the most interesting man in the world, by far. He's literally done everything. God, I I know, seriously. All right, so Nani picks Wes. Her reasons is that she's done eliminations with him and that he's smart. What do you think of Nani picking Wes over Hunter and should Hunter feel slighted that his showman's partner didn't pick him? Veto, what do you think? I think from the past couple of weeks, we've seen Hunter. He's kind of mentally unstable right now. And so I don't know if he would have been the best selection for her or if she had thought about that. Because who knows? He would have, like, snapped or would have been not functioning well. So I don't blame her for picking Wes. They were partners in Rivals 3, so she already knows how he works and functions. So I feel like she made the best decision she could. Okay. Becky, how do you feel about it? I would have picked him too because he is the elimination champion. So he knows what he she needs to do to win. And because they're friends and because they're alliance members, he's going to put out more effort for her to stay. And like Vero says, unfortunately, Hunter's head isn't as in the game as it should be. I would have picked Wes over Hunter any day. Wes is a two-time champ and he murdered eliminations. He's running the house. Easy pick. I don't think Hunter should have felt slighted, even though I do kind of get it. Men are dumb sometimes, and it might be an ego thing, but Nani didn't do anything wrong. She picked a person who she thought would give her the best chance to win. So the elimination begins, and Turbo is just killing it off top. He obviously has experience doing this. Wes is tying up Georgia, and Georgia comes up with a wonderful game plan. She just starts screaming in Wes's face, singing songs, being annoying. And it was it was actually pretty dope watching her get the upper hand on Wes by just getting him flustered, moving around, making his job just incredibly difficult. And Turbo just kills it. He keeps his eyes on the prize, gets Nani tied up real tight. And then when it's time for the girls to break out of the tape, Georgia absolutely kills it. Georgia escapes and what is most likely the fastest elimination and challenge history. Nani didn't even have a fucking chance. So question, how would you grade the elimination? And did you think that the elimination was fair to the ladies? Becky, start us off. I mean, I think it was more funny than anything else. So I give it like a four out of 10 grading. Uh, You can tell that Wes is not used to small children because that's what Georgia was acting like. It was straight five-year-old singing, moving around, and just aggravating the shit out of him. It was hilarious. Uh, I don't think it was fair. Um, I think that they should have allowed the same person to tape both of them versus, uh, or a un, or a different party. Like, it should have been someone in production that taped both of them for fairness. Having the two different people, obviously, it's just, I just don't think it was fair overall. I think it was bad strategy, but it worked out for Georgia. So I guess it's okay. Okay. Veto, what's your take? Okay. So let me start off by saying I was live tweeting yesterday. I went to take a bite of my food and I missed the whole fucking elimination. I heard the bell and I was like, holy shit. Like, I just, I literally, no, and I'm just no exaggeration at all. I went to take a bite of my sandwich and it was over. <laughs> so I had to rewatch it after the episode. So it really was that fast. Watch, yeah, I was shocked. Like I thought it was a joke. I was like, did my my because uh, I streamed it and I was wondering, did it buffer? Did I miss it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so when I finally got to watch it, um, I was kind of surprised at how they constructed the whole thing. So I would definitely give this one like a three out of ten. I think it would have been more fair to have them tie each other up and then time it you know, individual rounds rather than having each person pick an ally to tie the other one up. So I did find that to be unfair, especially because Georgia got West flustered and Turbo was completely focused and taped up Nani pretty well. So I think that they could have definitely handled it differently. Absolutely. 
usually I'm the voice of reason when it comes to these things. You know, I always tell bananas everything can't be hall brawl, but I feel like I give this one a zero out of 10. I feel like this is the worst elimination in challenge history. I grade it so low because it, it, it just didn't work. Is it worse than the fish slapping challenge? Did you? Yes, <laughs> yes. it's worse than the fish, the fish slapping. The fish slapping one was so funny. How can you discredit it that bad? Yeah, exactly. Like, so with this stupid. challenge, I think it's probably something that worked out when the challenge gods was trying it out amongst themselves. But the thing that pissed me off so much is that this wasn't really between Georgia and Nani. It was really between Turbo and Wes. And Wes dropped the fucking ball. And I understand Wes feels terrible. He didn't intend for this to happen. It is his fault. But Nani didn't stand a fucking chance. I think they should have leveled it up. One thing is, it's a girl's elimination. I believe the ladies should have both picked females to do the tying up. Or if they was to do the tying up, it should have been a neutral party. Uh, somebody from production who could probably keep the measurements around the same. The fact that they brought in the two, the, the two partners, which... I get why they did it. It was just unfair. It was unfair. Nani didn't stand a fucking chance. She got smoked. And sadly, because I got a lot of love for Nani, she wasn't able to get it done. So before we head into the daily challenge, it's noted that Hunter's feeling dejected. Wes feels horrible for being the cause of Nani's early dismissal, even though Hunter forgives him. And Kyle is still feeling betrayed by Maddie for not voting in Carver when she had the chance. Now, TJ lets the challengers know that today is going to be an endurance challenge named Day of Reckoning. The challengers have to race to the bottom of a quarry to a trash pile and fill up a wheelbarrow and race it back up to the quarry and deposit it into a dumpster, and the most weight wins. This is timed at one hour, and it's a guy's elimination. So the challengers are partnered up, and the guys get to pick the, the partners. Hunter picks Maddie, good choice. Theo picks Kara, which completely infuriates Pauly. Well, not so bad. He, you know, he was pissed, but he kind of took it in stride. Paulie picked Georgia, Kyle picks D, Turbo picks Ninja, and Wes is stuck with Day. And Wes was not happy about it, even though he did vow to support Day and to be there for her. Now the quarry they're in is fucking massive, and it's revealed that Day has asthma. Wait, what? So when they start racing off, she starts off pretty slow. Now. As soon as they start collecting the piles, I notice that two strategy styles begin to develop. The first one is less trips, heavy weight, and the second one is more trips and less weight. Ladies, what strategy would you have gone with? Becky, start it off. I mean, I definitely would have gone with uh, less trips and heavier weight. That just overall makes more sense. Uh, so I, I'm pretty disappointed in the people who did the more trips portions of it. I feel like they should have known better, but it was a strategy. Didn't work. They'll know for the future. Well, in turn to what Becky said, you know, you do have to play towards your own personal strength. So if somebody is not too strong, they might have to take those extra trips. But I, if I were doing it, I would definitely want to get the heavier items and way less trips than trying to squeeze in some extra ones. I definitely feel you. So after a grueling elimination, Kai gets pain on him and his exhaustion is exacerbated. Ninja flips out when their last trip of super heavy items was all for nothing. She feels bothered by the fact that she felt Turbo ignored her and that they underperformed. Now, Ninja loses her shit. She goes completely bananas. She's flipping pallets, banging poles. It was not really a good look. So Jasmine Rush at Lashun14 asks, do you think Ninja had the right to blow up at Turbo? And would you have done the same thing as D? Becky. No and no. Why? You know, I think that Ninja, even though she's a competitor, I think that for a slight second, she really overreacted. You know, there's one thing to storm off and have a fucking attitude and like cussing at your partner or cussing under your breath, but she was like throwing things and yelling. And I think it was just way over the top. And D, she really had no business in any of that drama at all. Whatsoever. I don't condone any of these behavior. <laughs> That's fucking surprising. <laughs> Becky. Um, no, I understand why she would be upset, 
at the fact that Turbo wasn't under listening to her, or I think maybe there was a language barrier that they were having that they were not understanding and they, they just didn't get each other, which I understand is very frustrating. But to, to Vero's point, she overreacted the fact that she like, instead of Georgia, you know, now it's Ninja being she Hulk grabbing stuff and throwing things all over the place and really throwing a toddler temper tantrum to the point that it's just, it was excessive, it was childish, and it was wrong. And the fact that D jumped in to go against Turbo, who really wasn't being disrespectful to her, in my opinion, he was just telling her to stop screaming at him. It, he, there's this two-on-one situation was unneeded. Let her, let them figure it out themselves. They're partners, she needs to mind her own business. Even though I understand as a friend, it's hard to not take your friend's side, but you've got to also know when your friend is wrong. First off, Turbo did nothing wrong. He knew what he was doing. He knew what it was going to take to win this challenge. And Ninja should have listened to him off top. At the same time, now Ninja was out of line. She was acting childish. But I remember a quote that Derek Kaczynski gave us when we first started. You guys can take it easy on the cast members every now and then. You know, that's, uh, that'd be very appreciated because um, I think this is all a very overwhelming experience for, for most of us. That really got to me because, you know, Devon already said, gotta watch the quiet ones. She probably, I mean, at this point of the game, stuff is getting tighter. Stuff is getting scarier. You can be thrown in. Ninja doesn't have the type of alliance and she doesn't have a strong backing. Um, I feel like the pressure is building up and I feel like she just exploded. Now, did Turbo deserve any of it? No, but at the time, it just kind of tipped over. Now, she felt they underperformed. She thought she was going to lose, even though it's not really her day. Most people who excel at a high level in athletics are sore losers. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Lawrence Taylor, Serena Williams. These guys and girls are all very sore losers. Uh, some lose with more grace than others, some not. Turbo didn't deserve any of it. Ninja overreacted. But may he without sin cast the first stone. People fuck up and people make mistakes. So let's not rake her over the coals over it. I felt like her apology was sincere. Turbo wasn't having that shit at all. Um, and, and, you know, and we got to see a very emotional Turbo. He felt attacked. And, you know, he started to weep in, in frustration and sadness. And, oh, man, people turned on, on Ninja. Ninja wasn't the most popular, but Jesus Christ, people turned on her real fast. Real and what fast. are your thoughts about D? About D? Yeah, her performance. How, what did you think of that? I understand D wants to stand up for a friend, but this was between two partners. And Ninja and Turbo have their own relationship. Uh, they're very, you know, they were very close inside the house. D should have just fell back. She would have done so much less damage if she would have said nothing. I felt like the whole situation probably was exacerbated by D's presence. But okay, good. But you know, we all make mistakes. She's just standing up for a friend. Trust me, I know a thing or two about standing up for a friend. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you now so tj announces the winners and the results are shocking the winners are pauline georgia turbo and ninja and wes and day now out of all of the teams that were made uh out of all of the seven teams those were not the three that i thought would win so it was very surprising and after the winners are announced ninja automatically feels terrible she realizes she overreacted and she offers Turbo a sincere apology. Turbo has no interest in listening to Ninja. He brushes her off. But cut into the house, Hunter's dejection hits a pinnacle. And at this point, he wants to quit. He misses another tribunal in a challenge he felt was tailored to his skill set. The skill of endurance. His showman's benign is over and he begins to pack his bags. Now... America's favorite shithead makes an appearance and believes Hunter is just acting out for attention. She states that no one this far in the game who threatens to quit has ever left. 
And I'm inclined to believe her. I don't think anybody left at this point in the game where there's, you know, maybe, I think, what, there's, what, 14 people left? Then she says, if he feels like he should leave, then he should do just that. So Ryan Michelle 418 on Twitter wants to know, do you guys think Hunter should have gone home? Veto, kick it off. Well, I personally, I don't think that he should have gone home because he worked so hard to get to where he is. But, you know, if you're going to threaten and say that you want to go home, like, I feel like you should just let them go home. There's no point in trying to convince them. Um, you saw Georgia come in the room. She's trying to she's trying to kiss his ass a little bit. Tell him, like, oh, you've done so good. And, you know, all these things. And he's looking for Damn. affirmation. That's pretty cold. I, I think Georgia actually cared. No, I know. But I'm saying he's looking for affirmation. Like, I'm not saying that she's fake. I'm just saying that he's searching for somebody to want him to stay, I think. The attention. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, I don't think anybody should ever quit. Uh, especially this close to the end, it just shows a lack of character and a lack of just strength in mind. So I, I wish he would have just gone home if he wanted to walk around and pout like a baby and then make everybody around him trying to convince him to stay. Um, but he was never going home. We all knew what it was. The red duty head has a point. She was 100% right. Hunter was <laughs> never going to quit. <laughs> red duty head Hunter was never going to quit he needed attention this house at this point is getting crazy the pressure's on it's building up and Hunter went through something pretty traumatic I don't think anybody has really considered the psychological effects that happened to him when Ashley stole the money from him that would fuck with anybody and he didn't have much time off between last season and now. And don't get me wrong, by taking Ashley out, that was good for him. But that didn't put any money in his pockets. The house was just getting to him. I think he really felt that he wanted to leave. He may have really felt that way, but he was never going to leave. And Carver knew it. He was way too far. We're past the halfway point of this game. He's not about to go home. He just needs some people to tell him they want him to stay. They need him to stay. He needs to feel some sort of purpose so he could put aside all of the shit that's going on inside of him. Now, I don't know what that is. I'm not a Twitter MD, so I'm not going to pretend to know what that is. But, you know, this house can be psycho sometimes. And I think the pressure just got to him. He felt like he wanted to leave. I don't think he was going to actually follow through. But I don't want to fault him too much for having the pressure get to him. Now, during this exchange, Georgia attempts to comfort Hunter and Wes attempts to shut her down. And Georgia, and I, I'm telling you, I love Georgia more and more every day. Georgia responds to Wes by telling Wes to go fuck himself, which as a New Yorker is one of my favorite things to do. Surprised I didn't do that over the past couple. No, no, I said much worse. Than I did. All right, whatever. Let me, let me ask you ladies, was Wes in the right and did he have the right to excuse Georgia from addressing Hunter. Becky, what's your take? I think it kind of depends on the situation. Uh, I think he felt that she was just not helping. Uh, I don't all right, think all that... Right, all right, But why do you think he felt that way? Because he's West and he feels like he knows everything. But I don't... I think that Georgia was doing a good job at trying to encourage him to stay. What I was going to say is it depends on the situation. Like if you're in there fighting and arguing with somebody, then yes, you know, it's one of those situations. It kind of depends. In this case, I think Wes was wrong. I think Wes should have just let other people chime in because obviously his words of advice weren't working because he wasn't listening to him. So maybe he should have let somebody else try to say something like his former partner who worked with him, who knows him pretty well. Very astute observation. Veto. Well, like I said, I think Hunter was looking for people to kiss his ass and give him affirmation. But I think Wes kicking Georgia out of the room was completely uncalled for. She wasn't in there stirring shit up or putting him down or encouraging him to leave. And so I felt like her presence, maybe it wasn't helping, but it wasn't excusable. I think Wes is amazing on the challenge. Just fucking amazing. Challenge God. But he was 100% in the wrong. If anything, I think Georgia was doing a great job. I don't know why he felt like she shouldn't be there and she wasn't helping. Uh, Wes, sometimes, you, I know you always feel like you're right, but sometimes you got to put your head out of your ass and see the bigger picture. And sometimes that bigger picture, you aren't always holding the frame. Now, moving on to nomination. 
Only three guys are left, so there's nothing to nominate. Kyle, Theo, and Hunter, they're going into the tribunal. So Hunter is the first one up. He lets the tribunal know that he's not leaving. He's not a quitter, despite everything he just fucking said. He admits that he was overwhelmed, but he's going to power through. And at this point, I'm pretty sure Wes is rock hard standing behind that pillar. <laughs> Theo. Ew, that's, that's gross. Theo is by far the star of the tribunal. He goes in, he puffs his chest out. He called Kyle's whole play by how he's about to come in and say he's injured and shouldn't go in. Kyle is up next and he does exactly what Theo said he was going to do. And Paulie wants to know if they're going to have to go head to head to settle things. I really do appreciate the fact that uh, some of the intensity and violence was taken out between the interactions between Paulie and Kyle. Now it seems less intense and less violent, but it, it seems like more of a good-natured rivalry more than anything else. And I can definitely appreciate that. I think that'll add a lot more fun to the challenge. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. So now the challenges are heading out to club night. Wes tries to bridge the gap between Maddie and Kyle, but doesn't look like it's going to work. Kyle separates his game from Maddie's. At the other table, Ninja tries to apologize to Turbo, but he feels disrespected. Turbo doesn't respond. He gives Ninja the cold shoulder, and D once again jumps in. So Miss V at Real Polistan wants to know, do you think Pauli Califiori should volunteer? So I personally don't think he should just because of his placement in the game. He's made it this far. And to risk it when you're safe is just not worth it, in my personal opinion. And I've seen a lot of stuff on social media. Um, you know, people are saying like, oh, of course he wants to go now because Kyle's injured and all this shit. But I personally, I don't think that he's in the position to do so. I don't think that he should even try it. I think he'd be stupid to put himself in. Why would you do that this close to the end? I get that he wants to put hands on Kyle, but it's dumb. No, because it's a toss-up. You never know what's going to happen. It's, it could be one of those weird situations where he slips or something happens there or some mistakes made. You don't want to run a risk and injure yourself to win or possibly get knocked out when you're this close to a final. I am a Pauly fan. I think in certain instances... Paulie embodies some of the best parts about the challenge. I'm pretty sure that if nobody won any money, if there was no prize money in the challenge, Paulie would still compete like he's going for a million dollars. Paulie reminds me of a fucking Viking. He wants to go in. He wants to bang with the best of them. He wants to beat everybody at their own game. And I love that about him. That's one of my favorite aspects about him. He's very competitive. He's very much just about, hey, let's go to head to head and let's just settle this shit. And I love that attitude about him. He said it himself, if you want something done right, you just got to do it yourself. But if he votes himself in, it would be idiotic. He's only a hop, skip, and a jump away from being in the final. At this point, taking out Kyle should be one of the lowest items on his itinerary. At this point, it's better for him to let it go. At this point, it's better for him to let somebody else take care of him. Because even if uh, a Theo or a Hunter goes in, and even if they don't win, Kyle is going to only be beat up more, which makes him easier for the next time he has to be taken out or makes him real light work for the final. It would just be an unwise move. It would be unintelligent. Don't do it, Paulie. <laughs> now, once we hit the killing floor, we clearly see the classic setup 
for the legendary elimination hall brawl. Banana's favorite, most people's favorite. Hall brawl is just a small hallway, two people running at each other at full strength, and one person has to go through another person. It is so simple, so deadly, so violent. It is the best elimination the challenge ever have. And really all it is is two pieces of plexiglass put together and two people got to run through each other. But unfortunately, MTV decides to hit us with another cliffhanger. I don't know why they did a cliffhanger last week with the bullshit with Nani and Georgia. This could have been a cliffhanger and it would have been fine. It is somewhat diluted because they just did a cliffhanger the week before. As great as the season is, they have obviously made some missteps. Let's move on to the power ranking. So at this point, we like to do our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP, brought to you by the Pinstripe Empire. You can't have an army without an empire. The Pinstripe Empire is a place where diversity of fans and supporters come together to share their passion and express their ideas with Yankee fans all across the globe. Make sure you visit these guys at PinstripeEmpireNY.com and follow them at Pinstripe Empire. God, why do I even let Bananas do this? I should just do it all. Go Yankees. Go, 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 go Yankees. No, I'm not even a Yankees fan, but I had to say it because Malik Listen, listen, listen. If you want to <laughs> get into heaven, you have to cheer on the Yankees. That's the only way. No ifs, ands, and buts. But since you're already talking, Veto. Who is your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? Okay, so this week, for females, I am going to have to go with Georgia. I think that um, her picking Turbo was definitely the best decision that she's made this entire game. And she really held her own in the daily challenge. And Polly even complimented her and said that she's setting the bar for him. So I thought that was great, considering she's a rookie and... Um, she's finally showing her strengths, so I, I appreciate that, and I'm a big supporter and fan of that, so she's my MVP for females. And great for, choice, great choice. For males this week, um, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with Wes, which I know he wasn't too much of the star, but he did some things this episode which I was really impressed by, um, one of them being that he was a great partner to Davon. You know, we I've seen him the last couple of episodes. I haven't really appreciated the way he's spoken to people and some of his um, cocky attitude. But he was really patient with her. He was really supportive. Um, and they even got into the tribunal. So I thought it was great. And he showed that he can be a great partner, even though he's an asshole sometimes. So Wes is definitely my choice for male MVP this week. Okay, okay. Becky, who is your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? I got to get it to Dave on. It was very unexpected. Nobody thought that she was going to be able to win this daily, even with Wes. And even with her issues and the fact that she's had issues with her own stamina and endurance. I'm actually really proud of her in this episode. She didn't quit. And even though she hates Wes, she really didn't screw him over when she definitely could have. So I got to give it to Davon for being a champion sport and being a good partner even when she didn't have to be. Okay. Who do you got for the males? The males? I'm going to give it to... Thank you for thinking about this before I ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm stuck between two people. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, fine. Then I'll just go with my first initial one, which was also Wes, uh, because he, he really manned up and he didn't quit even though he was with a partner who hated him and he really could have just thrown his hands in the air and throw he did throw a little bit of a temper tantrum but he worked through it and he supported his partner and they won so big ups on Wes for being a stand-up guy when he didn't have to be yet again all right no doubt no doubt i'm going to agree with both of your ladies choices for the males i'm going to go with Wes also uh, Wes, once again, one um, got himself into the tribunal, did a great job. Um, him and Davon haven't had a great relationship the whole time, but he did support her. He did come through. He killed it. He worked hard. He probably changed 
Day's opinion of him in the process, even though they haven't really been working together. They worked well together. They made a good team. And I actually attribute that to Wes because Wes knows how to work with people he doesn't like. And for the ladies, I'm going to give it to Davon. I wasn't aware that she had asthma before this challenge. She went in there. She kicked ass. She could have fucked Wes's whole game up and we would be dealing with something very different. Most likely, Colin Maddie would have been in the tribunal if they didn't come through. She went in there. She gave her, her all. I got a lot of respect for Davon, even though pff, I love fucking getting into it with her stands. But Davon is a dynamic personality. She makes the challenge 33 better. Not physically. But, you know, she does her thing. I got to give it to Davon. All the respect in the world. She killed it today. And she's very deserving of the Pinstripe Empire episode MVP. I do got to say, I'm actually surprised that she didn't end up throwing that daily challenge, though. I'm surprised, too, because that most likely would have worked in her favor. Yeah, that would have been perfect for them to flop or for her to purposely fail. I mean, I don't know, whatever she wanted to do. Been perfect because Georgia would have been in the tribunal, had to say so. You know, she could have really flipped the game upside down, but she was the bigger person today. Oh, you down the fuck? Shorty, let's go. Moving on, it's time to break down the 5thMajorSport.com Week 12 Power Ranking, provided by Tyler Lauder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at DailyJorder and the 5th Sport. Yeah, 5th Sport! Ah! (laughs) I take it, you really like the 5th Sport. I fuck with the 5th Sport. They're my guys over there. I know, they're so nice. Big ups to the 5th Sport, giving us these power rankings every week. So we don't have to do it. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Those guys are <laughs> fucking awesome. Okay. So here are the power rankings. Number one is Wes. Two, Turbo. Three, Polly. Four, Georgia. Five, Kara. Six, Ninja. Seven, Maddie. Eight, Theo. Nine, Devon. Ten, Kyle. Eleven, D. And twelve, Hunter. So what do you guys think about our power rankings this week? As I'm looking at these power rankings, I mean, just, God, I love it. Um, I'm starting to think that the fifth major sport job is getting easier because, you know, it's, it's becoming very apparent where these people rank. Um, this, this power ranking seems really, really excellent. The only thing that I would change is Davon at number nine. I think Davon and Ninja can just switch places. Even though Ninja made it into the tribunal, I, I, I would rather see Davon at number six, even above Maddie, even above Theo. Uh, she's been killing it. She's been getting a lot of airtime, and she got herself into a tribunal this week. Um, that would be the only change I make. Uh, at the bottom, we got Kyle, D, and Hunter, and I th- maybe switch out Kyle and Hunter. I think Kyle's going to be at the very bottom because he doesn't have the support that he probably should have at being Wes's number two, which most likely Paulie has overtook at this point. Um, at this point, Kyle is kind of chopped liver. You got to put him at number 10. I can't help but think that he's going to be thrown into elimination. And that's, that's my power ranking. Uh, I like it. I think that it's a good list. I think a few people could be moved around. Like I do think Dave Odd should be higher up, maybe more of a seven or a six. Ninja needs to be moved down, mostly just because she had a major temper tantrum, though she apologized for it. I, but I like th- the guys at the top, Wes, Turbo, and Polly, are all rightly placed, and George is killing it right now. So I think everybody, sh- except for a few exceptions like Davon and Ninja, that everybody should is where they should be. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I would just swap the two and then call it a perfect ranking. Another great power ranking. Big ups to Tyler Lauder. Follow him at Daily Jordan and make sure you guys follow at the fifth sport. So now moving on, let's get to some Twitter questions. So Miss V at Real Polistan, she wants to know, did you feel bad for Kyle? I did a smidgen. He looked utterly defeated. Uh, Let me kick it off. Um, I do feel a little bad for Kyle. 
Kyle is a lot more likable this season. Um, he still said something pretty disgusting to Kara when he called her a slut. That was uncalled for and just wrong. But outside of that, well, also, you know, he did come at Maddie for not voting Kara in. Mind you, Kyle also had the chance to vote Kara in, and he didn't. So that's very hypocritical of him. But none of us are perfect. I do feel that he's a lot more likable this season. I do feel that we were able to see a lot more vulnerability coming from Kyle, which makes him more likable, shows him as human. He does have feelings. He's not just some British playboy running around banging everybody. I think he does want to win. And I do think the pressure of the house is getting to him. I do feel bad for him a little bit, even though I don't find myself rooting for him just yet. I also feel kind of bad for him. I just feel like he is used to the political side, having multiple friends and feeling like he's on the inside. And we've seen him kind of on the outside this whole competition. So I do kind of feel bad for him, but he's holding his own for him being like mentally defeated. Becky? I'm an odd person out. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him at all. I think he's a big baby. And I think he needs to man the fuck up and grow some balls and get over it. Damn! Damn. So I don't like Kyle. Can you tell? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What? (laughs) Really? Yeah, tell us us how you really feel about it. (laughs) One of my favorites, our boy, Lyoko, at Lyoko625, wants to know, would you guys volunteer yourselves into elimination if you thought you could win, even though history shows it doesn't usually work out? Hell no. 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 (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Let's Let's just be honest here. It's a crapshoot. Do you really want to be Jordan mm. on free agents and be like, I can beat him at no matter what happens but, and but, he gets but, sent home. But at the same time, God, that was fucking ballsy. Wasn't it? It was super ballsy and really put him down in history, but it was stupid. And it, he himself it, admits that's that he why it went down in history. Exactly. Yeah, it was the stupidest game move Banana, ever. Banana said it himself. It will go down as one of the most bonehead moves in challenge history. And bananas washed him. And Jordan is a great competitor. Jordan, what people forget, is a two-time champ. And he has one hand. Uh, I'm not the biggest Jordan fan in the world, but, I mean, that guy is fucking ballsy. Uh, I loved it. I respected it. Now, me personally, when it comes to competition, I have a similar mentality to what Paulie has. What I volunteer myself in, fucking right i would volunteering yourself in sets a point and it gives you the chance to handle business the way that you need to get it done but in contrast at this point in the game not a fucking chance paulie is about to walk into a final he is going to walk into a final barring any cataclysmic fucking accident or crazy shit going on but outside of that he's going to make his way into a final he has the people he has the support. He has the skills to keep putting himself into a tribunal. If this was episode two, episode three, sure. Good to go. At this point in the game, fuck that. Let somebody else handle your light work. I, I just can't believe that you said you would actually vote your, or volunteer to go to an elimination. This is something Absolutely. that we've learned in a long history of the challenge. Nobody wants to go to elimination. Nobody should want to go into elimination. You just got to set your pride aside and just, especially when you've won, he's not even eligible. Like he's in his street clothes. Like, no, stop. It's so stupid. It's one thing if you both are eligible to go up like Jordan and, and bananas were. It's another thing when you're already safe. That's stupid. And that's the reason why I think at this point, at least, at least for Paulie, it doesn't make sense. At this point, it's not a good move. Like I said, if this was the beginning of the game, um, especially if you're trying to set the tone and you want to let people know, don't ever say my fucking name, sure, it could be a great move and it can work in your benefit. At this point in the game, when, you, when you're on the tail end, when you're in the seventh inning stretch, this is not the time to be throwing yourself in. It would be a bad move. If I was in Paulie's position right now, no, I wouldn't do it. At all. At all. Yeah, it's way too late. And it's way too risky. Way too risky. All right, guys. 
that wraps up Twitter questions. Now we like to get into our uh our Twitter beef section that we have redubbed Tea Time. <laughs> I think your laugh is funnier than the the change of the name. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Um oh, God. All right. really the only uh drama this week was between Natalie and Wes. There were two incidences. Once to which Natalie decided that she has had enough and that she says that she is upset at the double standard at the fact that she played Wes's game or the same game play as Wes during vendettas. But instead of being praised like Wes is, she was called fake and every and everybody hated her and nobody liked her. Whereas Wes then said, God, I, you know, she just wants to whine because she wants to be worshipped like me, which we all know was a joke because Wes is stupid and he's a troll. Uh, So the whole situation is just basically Natalie calling out all these fake people, which she said are now praising Wes that bashed her for having the same gameplay. Do you guys think that Natalie played the same game or do you think that their games are different? Natalie didn't play the same game. Completely different. I do get what she was trying to say, but it was very tongue-in-cheek. Like, it was a joke. And the way Wes responded, it was a joke. And I I don't think those guys took it too seriously. But everybody else on Twitter had their own views, and it got blown way out of hand. Even sometimes, Kayla, you know, takes a shot at Cara, or Cara takes a shot at Kayla, and it's really not that serious. It's really kind of lighthearted jabs. Not every joke or not every jab has to turn into a war. And I feel like that that's what this turned into. It never had to be taken to this point. And sometimes people just need to calm down. I can agree with that. What about you, uh, Vera? What do you think? I don't think they play the same game at all. Um, you know, it's Twitter, so I don't really know if it was joking or not. But I just know that they weren't playing the same game. It, it of course, got the attention that I don't know if it was implied that they wanted attention, but it sure got it. And I don't think that their games are similar in the slightest bit. So. That's that. I think in the only way that their games were similar is that she tried to make deals with multiple people. The only problem is, is she wasn't strong enough the way Wes is to be able to hold on to those promises the way Wes is. So I think that their gameplay, like she attempted to do what he did or what he does more to the point, but she can't successfully complete it because she just didn't have the knowledge of the game and she just didn't have the skill set to really carry it the way he can. Dumb tweet of the week. So this week, dumb tweet of the week goes out to Black Zeus at Black Zeus Fit. Some of you guys remember him as Marlon from Real World Portland and the challenge. He goes at Paulie Califiori, you're absolute trash. You ain't tough. And he spells tough T-U-F-F. So good job. You're talking all that trash on Kyle because he's at his lowest and beat up. Had this been week one, you'd be hella silent. Hashtag challenge 33. And he got 40 likes over the past day. Now, I like Marlon. I think Marlon's an all right guy. Uh, He's pretty fit. Uh, and he'll probably do much better this time around on the challenge than he did previously. But this is a desperate attempt to get casted. Um, Pauli Califiori did attempt to call out Kyle. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't remember exactly what episode it is, but it was pretty early. And Kyle called out Natalie. Oh, so that's week three, uh, uh, episode three. He called out Natalie and he called, and Pauli calls down to TJ. He goes, TJ. Can I have Kyle by myself? And TJ goes, no. So that didn't happen, which completely makes your tweet irrelevant because he's attempted to go after Kyle one-on-one much early in the game. So try to pay closer attention to the season and stop talking out your ass. I do think you'd be pretty great on the challenge, but this just looks desperate. It's not a good look. Hopefully you do get another shot. Uh, good luck. But this tweet. It ain't it. 
Okay, close this out, Malik. All right, guys. Another great episode, Posturas. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website at lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever your favorite podcast app is, give us those five stars. Give us a great review. Make sure you listen. After you listen, listen again. When you're done listening again, listen again. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Pastorus. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 We still fucked for that. That's good. We can do it. Thank you, sir. Banana Face Podcast, out. <laughs> 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 Our trash podcast is out. Oh, man. You know what? I don't think we're going to have no more problems. Things are going to be straight. Smooth sailing from here on out. I don't even want to beef no more. I'm just going to be unproblematic. Like, that's the point. Today. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Uh, I didn't have nearly as much joy as anybody else. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.